Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Terrigal Surf Life Saving Club. Michael Butner alongside me, former New South Wales and Australian Rugby League rep, uh, formerly with Parramatta, the North Sydney Bears, the West Tigers. Butes. The office does not get much better than this on a Saturday morning. Absolutely perfect here at Terrigal. Mate, the sun is shining. There's a couple of waves rolling in, but nothing too serious. But it is absolutely spectacular. It is probably Terrigal close to its best. Yeah, we've got a couple of ski paddlers out there, like Ironman ski paddlers. We've had maybe about 50 or 60 swimmers come in. So this morning, I think the Terrigal Swimming Club They've swum around the Skillion, the big headland here, and they've, yep. they've swum down to Avoca. So we may be talking a two-and-a-half to three-k swim in total. And so they've all just come in. Hive of activity on this Saturday. Certainly is. And uh, you know what? It's a great day even to come down and maybe get a few rays later on in the day because <laughs> the sun's it's certainly warm enough. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, and, of course, you do it safely. You've got to slip, slop, and slap. But, you, uh, uh, you didn't grow up by the ocean, did you? No, I did not, mate. No, I love the ocean. I've yeah. got to tell you. Hey, uh, I, I bet you someone's laughing on hold at the moment, and he's the head caller with SEN, does a sensational job. Last night he was on with Scotty Sattler. Mm. They, are, they are the best in the business, in my opinion. They had Spud Carroll as part of the team last night. And I'll tell you why he's the best in the business. Because he played at the elite level, he provides more insight than any other head commentator, mm. in my opinion. Joel Kane, good morning, mate. Hello, boys. Uh, two of my favourite rugby league identities. I was laughing, I'll tell you why, because about two months ago, uh, my daughter's uh, she's got her L plate, so we're trying to get the hours up, and we love a little restaurant there at Terrigal called The Hungry Wolf, right? So we like to get the pizza, slap on the uh, tortellini boschiola on the top, and it's magnificent. So the other day, uh, we, we drove all the way up to get her hours up, and you can't believe it, it's closed. It was like... It was like Chevy Chase. Remember uh, National Vacation? <laughs> they go to the, we turned up all excited to the phone. Oh, no. Uh, you, a, you've got connections, though. Bruce. I have got connections, mate. You could have called me, Joel. I would have got uh, in touch with Dom, and he would have opened <laughs> it specifically just for you, my friend. Uh, well, I'll do that next time, Butch. How are you, boys? Mate. Yeah, we're well, mate. And, uh, last night I was driving home listening to your call of Penrith Panthers. Just the juggernaut rolls on. They're back at home. And 22-0 against the Cowboys. But according to you guys, it could have been 30-0 at halftime. That's right. Yeah, so it could have been 30-0. And I still would have been impressed with what we saw of the Cowboys. We said in the call last night for SEM, boys, that there was a 10-minute period from the Cowboys. They defied the Panthers. I reckon it was about 30 tackles in a row. Mm. And for me, that's the best defensive display we've seen from any team in about a year. That, it was unbelievable. Yes, they were comprehensively beaten 22 points to nil. But I left there thinking, this team's legit. They are absolutely legit. They turned up, no Kyle Felt, no Jason Taumalolo, and Penrith were full strength. They were humming, knocking on the door of State of Origin. They, they were brilliant, and, and they will walk away from there. They completed only 58%, and they were in the game the whole way. One try only in the second half. She's done a good job, boys, hasn't he, Todd Payton? Last year, worst defence in the whole competition. 
and this year second best. It's amazing turnaround. Hey, let's not forget too, I think Todd Payton coached the West Tigers to a premiership in the junior grades and Buttes, did they win like 40 to nil? Uh, I'd have to go look, back to the record yeah, books. Yeah, you have to go back, mate. Look, he's impressive and he's done a great job there with uh, this Cowboys side. Joel, I've got to say, I look at the Panthers and, mate, some of their execution of their play, that try by Brian To'o was absolute perfection in relation to the Christmas of the past, the, you know, how they were trying to work on the defenders and lining up exactly who they needed to be. It actually looked like it was a training run. It was executed so well. It's attention to detail. And I, I spoke to Zach Bailey yesterday. Now, Zach Bailey, he's the, the ground announcer. You're probably thinking, well, why is he talking about ground announcer when we're talking about you know, <laughs> wonderful play for the Panthers? But the reason I say that is because it's attention to detail for Penrith. Everything is so specific to what you need to do for success. And why I talk about Zach Bailey is that Ivan Cleary even recognises the power of their home crowd. And, mm. and it's so important that Zach Bailey's the ground announcer. He's got to have that Panther crowd up at the right time. So Ivan Cleary, he does not miss a beat. Not, not a single, single beat. Everything they do is with purpose. <laughs> Everything they do is with reason. And that's why, like, you know what it's like, boys, every try these days is scored by millimetres, you know. We're going to the bunker yep. and it's millimetres. So you have to get everything absolutely right, and that's what they're doing. I just, mate, I just want to say, I don't know whether you're aware, but Steve's the ground announcer for the Bulldogs, <laughs> and there's been an inquiry as to how poorly the Bulldogs are going this year, or gone for the last five years. Yeah, well, I, I, do, <laughs> I do remember Rodney O one time, Rodney O came out in the press and he said, I'm worth 10 points to the team. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's no atmosphere at the Kingdom. Uh, but, uh, oh. hey, I, I, found, I found the fact. So, Todd Payton with the West Tigers Toyota Cup team, 46-6 to six mm. over the Raiders. Wow. So, uh, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that if you can lead a, a junior team to a premiership, like, what's the difference? I mean, I know it's a massive difference, but if you can coach, you can coach, right? That, that's my point, I guess. Oh, well, I think even more so. Like, we know what it's like with those under-20s teams. It's like touch football. So if you can keep a team to six, uh, you know what you're doing in defence. Look, he... I've never had any doubt about Todd Payton and him being in the first grade. People say, oh, you only tipped him because he's your mate. No, I, I, I legitimately believe he is the next big one in this competition. They're very hard to find the really good ones. Trent Robertson, Craig Bellamy. And I'm not at all suggesting he's going to achieve what those blokes have because... Who will? But he may. And, and he, he's a superstar coach. He's got the right demeanour. He's that inner winner. He knows. He just knows all about winning and the way to conduct yourself. They, they, they're playing finals, boys. Lock them in. Um, and so too probably their Queensland counterparts, the Broncos. Yeah, I want to talk about that game in a moment. But did I hear Spud Carroll say last night, he was talking about the Panthers' defence. Did he say that at Manly they had a drill where it was 8 on 13? And... They had to try to keep the uh, attacking side out? Yeah, he said the late Bozo, uh, and you can imagine Bozo being a terrific coach, where they'd start 13 or 13, then Bozo would pull out a couple, and then he'd even do things like throw two balls into the attack, so they've got to watch two things going on at the same time. And it's those little creative things that really good coaches do. Um, and, and I remember one year, so I think it must have been 1996 when Manly won the comp, they had conceded only 192 points. And I vividly remember that because David Waite, the whole off-season, 192, 192, 192. That's the number we've got to get to, which we didn't. Um, but uh, uh, it's so important. Well, I mean, every year, the top two defensive sides 
that's where your premiership team's coming from. <laughs> yeah, you're 100% right, mate. And one thing I, I loved about, you know, Penrith last night, it was 22-0. Uh, but I hear you saying that the Cowboys were in the game. You know what? They didn't shirk their responsibility at all. Uh, and there was that period, you know, just before halftime, 30 minutes into the second half, where they were going back and forth with this Panther side. And um, it's a gutsy performance for them. They've got some work to do. There's no doubt about it. But when you go up against the two top teams in the competition, uh, back-to-back, uh, you've, and you well, come away with a one-on-one uh, result, well, I then think, you're pretty comfortable. I think you're right, Bukes, because the 22-0 against the Cowboys of 2021 becomes a 50-0 score. Yes. Line. So there's no resilience. Uh, do you agree, Joel? Oh, totally. I, I was calling the game last night thinking, you know, many many other sides, this is a 50 job. It's just, it's a 50 job, and it's not because you're playing bad. It's just because they are, they strangle you. They just give you nothing. Um, 58% of the ball, all those tackles on their own goal line, and 22 points to nil, yeah, sounds big. Four tries. Uh, they held up so many times over the line. They scrambled. Mm. No Taumalolo. Uh, four and a half months away from the grand final. I'm, I'm personally, boys, not tipping Penrith. And uh, the reason being mm. is this will be their third year they're up. They've still got to get through three state of origins, a lot of these guys. It's four and a half months away. It's a long, long way in this marathon. They're, they're, if there's a grand final on the weekend, they're absolutely the team I want to be on. But I just can't see it happening that far in the competition. I'll tell you what, boys, I asked this question. I'd be interested in what your listeners think. If there was a tri-series, hypothetical, Penrith Panthers, as we know the Penrith Panthers, so therefore those players all not available for New South Wales or Queensland, Penrith, Queensland, New South Wales in a tri-series, I reckon Penrith win. What what do you blokes think? I'll tell you what, I I think it's a fair contest, to be honest with you. Like, you know, that... That Penrith side, and when you look at, you know, Justin Yeo is... Uh, not, sorry, Isaiah. Isaiah Yeo. Sorry, his father was Justin. I played with him at North Sydney. But Isaiah Yeo is in outstanding form, clearly, obviously brilliant. Um, the makeup of their squad and what they're able to do um, is just phenomenal. And I think they would probably, you know, you'd have to find a really good side that can beat them on a regular basis. And I just can't see any side doing it. Not the way they play at the moment. I tell you, we need to talk about the Broncos' Gold Coast. Now, Gold Coast are harder to follow as a fan than Canterbury-Bankstown. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Butes and I were discussing before we came on the air about the short kickoff. I've never oh. seen a bigger coach killer in the last three decades. What, what in the world were they thinking? Boys, I'm the number one advocate that there needs to be more short kickoffs because I just think <laughs> the math stack up. But that was not the problem. <laughs> that, that, was, that was the last... I've never, ever seen it before where a team is leading by, what, 14 points or 16 points, and you go short drop, you know, short kickoff. Like, I, I, so, you know what? Can I just say on this, right? Back in 2001, <laughs> uh, when I was at Parramatta, right, we practiced short kickoffs. You know the thing about yep. it is, you don't need eight blokes chasing the ball. You need about <laughs> three of them chasing. You need to have a staggered line, Right? And yep. unfortunately for the Titans, they just got it completely wrong. I've got no problem with what they did. I've got a problem with how they went about uh, it. Yeah. Because you had yeah. seven blokes all chasing in the, in the one line. If, they, if the Broncos get the ball, they go straight through, which is exactly what happened. I've, I've never seen you so fired oh, up. Just, uh, it's ridiculous uh, to think that they yeah. would... Hey, I, I don't mind them contemplating that because they're a chance of getting the ball back. Yeah. Right? Which I go, okay, well, you're fantastic. Yeah. Roll the dice. But you've got to execute it right or have people to cover in the event that what's the threat? 
the threat is they get on the run. So yeah. you've got to have a couple of people back yeah. there to cover. Yeah. Ridiculous. And, and yeah. don't forget, Sugar, uh, we haven't even mentioned the Gold Coast were down to 11 men oh. at one stage just wow. before half time. Boys, I, I tipped the Gold Coast Titans and I was pretty happy with myself. Uh, <laughs> at half time, mate, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I got in the car, and, you know, when you've been on air for six hours, you've got to mop up a few calls, so I'm driving back to Penrith, <laughs> I'm on the phone, and, and then I thought I'll put the footy on and uh, round the grounds. 24-22, I nearly pulled over the car and crashed, and I was like, what the hell's going on here? Oh. And then they take the lead, then they score another one. 31 unanswered points, boys. Gee, they're flaky, aren't they, the Gold Coast? Oh, uh, yeah, mate, and you know what? The, after that dropout, that was it. That was a massive turning point. It was, you know, the original game of two halves. When you were up 24-4, yep. you'd like to think that you'd be able to, you know, put the cue, not put the cue in the rack, but be able to seal the victory from there. But um, they sort of brought themselves undone, I believe. And you know what it is? It's actually a credit to the Broncos. And you know what? To be honest with you, after that performance last night and what they did last week, both without Adam Reynolds... They can seriously declare that they're the real deal. Yeah. They're actually, in, when I say the real deal, they're a finals, you know, a serious finals well, contender. I, I think they're up to number four now. Yep. And uh, Joel, I haven't seen the numbers, but David Fafita last night, almost single-handedly against his old side, just drew a line in the sand and he was outstanding. But what about the Payne Haas saga? I, I, I suppose you've been talking about that all week. Yeah, I heard an interview after the game, boys, and he said he was when they booed him, he was rattled. He was completely rattled. But I'm, I mean, honestly, like I'm in the camp that I believe he's getting paid a fair amount. I I just think in this game, and somebody will pay him a million dollars. There's no question because mm-hmm. rugby league, you quickly find out it's full of people who aren't that smart. Correct. But <laughs> you, you can't. I've never seen a competition one where the front rower is the highest paid in the team. Like, for me, if it was grand final day, another hypothetical, and Coach Walters has the choice to only have Reynolds or Payne Haas participate in the grand final, he'd have to go Reynolds. Like, and yeah. Reynolds isn't I... even the, in the top five halfbacks in the comp. You know, yes, like, correct, I just think that Playmakers is where it's at. Um, it, it, it was, he's brought that onto himself, and it was all very sad, wasn't it? I, I think it's really sad, and what I did hear during the week was the fact that he's got a new player agent, right? And this yep. player agent yep. <laughs> doesn't get paid anything from his current yeah, contract. Exactly right. So what's his best? Yep. What's yeah. that agent's best interest is to try and source him out or try and upgrade his contract. Yep. So suddenly he gets a little piece of it. You know what? It is so far wrong, yep. right, in relation to yep. what this player agent is doing to his client who he should be bloody focusing on and giving him the best yep. chance to play his best football. Gee, Butte, I, yeah. I said you fired, Mate, you fired up this you know morning. What? It's so wrong yes. that this guy is doing this, is. right? Because it's, un- it's derailing or possibly could derail A, this kid's career, B, the club and where they're at at the moment, and C, he's got origin coming up. He's got things to focus on, right? And if you're looking after the, the player's best interest, you let him do what he's got to do and let him do it best. Don't come in there and upset the apple cart. Yeah, you're, you're right, Butte. And Joel said when Payne Haas went off, he's on the Western Touchline at Lang Park at Suncorp Stadium, and he was booed. Yep. And you could see, like, he's a young man, and, like, he's an outstanding player. He's been the best front row forward in the comp this year. So he just needs to settle this. Like, and this is on the back of, you know what, this is on the back of his manager saying, mate, you're worth a million dollars. Yeah. Mate, you know what? Yep. You've got eight fifty. It's plenty, yeah. okay? You're a front rower, yeah. it is plenty. Your time will come, okay, at the end of this contract that if you still go on that well, you can cash in again, okay? But please, you know, it does my head in when players are talking about 850, 900, 950. It's a lot of money for yeah. what you're doing, okay? 
enjoy it and make the most of it. Please don't be greedy. Hey, uh, I mentioned about David Fafita. Dave, yeah, you go, Joel. Go. No, I was going to say, like, and even further to that point, right? Um, so, say for example, he goes from eight fifty to nine fifty or a million bucks, and he picks up an extra hundred or one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. The tax man's taken half of that, so now you're, you're, you're advancing yourself by fifty thousand or seventy-five thousand. Then, if you move to Sydney, well, that fifty thousand quickly gets gobbled up compared to the Brisbane money you're paying. It's so stupid, um, and I totally agree with everything you said, Biz. Yep, uh, mate, it, it is just, look, it does my head in these player agents at times that they're actually not looking after the best interest of their player, right? This is looking yep. after the best interest of this player agent. That's as simple as it is. Yep. You know what? He gets 7% of a million dollars instead of no percent of $850,000. You do the math, you work out where his intentions are. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, Buttes. Um, I mentioned David Fafita. What about Tino Fasua Malawi? He's up over 270 metres last night. And mm. you mentioned about Origin just around the corner. Buttes will have his Origin side a little later in the show. Uh, can we just get your thoughts, Joel, before you go this morning? Just on New South Wales in particular, without Tommy Turbo, the reigning Dally M player of the year, and Latrell still in the US, is that correct? So, you know, two superstars out of the New South Wales team. And, and also a question mark on Cam Murray. Yeah, no, I've been pretty clear-cut about my centres. That's a talking point for New South Wales. I, I just think what we saw in the grand final from Matt Burton on the left-hand side, uh, I know he's been playing 5'8", but look, he's got the combination with the Panthers. He's proven on the big stage. He was within a pimple of getting that Clive Churchill medal. He is so clearly my left centre, and I put Brighton on the right. I, unfortunately, Stags misses out for me. I will say this, boys. If I was Billy Slater, this would be my back five. Cobbo would be on the wing, Ponger at fullback. Valentine Holmes on the wing. I just think that power yep. of Cobbo and Holmes yep. rucking it out. My centres would be Gagai, and I'd have Hamiso in the, in the centres because he's been there before. Uh, I know it probably won't go that way. They'll probably go with Val in the centres uh, and then go with Coates and, and maybe Cobbo, who incidentally are both right wingers. Uh, but that's what I'd be doing. Yeah, hey, look, hey, we're, getting, we're getting the wind-up yeah. from our producer. Uh, you just mentioned Cobbo. Uh, how appropriate. It's, he scores it, the first It's try. indigenous round. He picked up the, the yep. corner post. Played the didgeridoo. Uh, boys, can I just get this from you, Joel, and also Buttes? Who's the, uh, who are a couple of the greatest Indigenous players you played with or against? You first, Joel. Uh, look, the greatest I played with, and I just love watching him play. He played very different to everyone else, Nathan Blacklock. But I challenged everyone during the week on radio about if you had a backyard three-on-three, three, and this is a good one for your listeners, oh. who would you have for me? I said Beetson, Inglis, Thurston. That would be my three-on-three three backyard team. Mate, you're unbeatable. Absolutely <laughs> unbeatable. <laughs> can I get can I get a pick before you do? Because I'm yeah, if you're picking pizza, I'm picking English first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've said it on this show before, but when I was growing up on the Gold Coast, uh, Chugan had a playmaker called uh, Brad Garrett. I think he was in the Parramatta lower grades, but he was just a like. Every Sunday afternoon, you had to go and watch Chugan because Brad Garrett would just flick a switch. Yeah. Just, Mate, you yeah. know what, they are just so talented, and it's almost at times it is effortless. And that, you know what, that's what the good players do, they make it look effortless. And, you know, these Indigenous guys and the way that what they have contributed to our game has been absolutely phenomenal. Hey, we desperately need to go to a break. Uh, what about a standing O for Joel nah, Kane? Of course, why not? Uh, why not? I told Thank you. you, boys. Hey, listen, anytime, anytime, love chatting to you, fellas. And I meant what I said, you'd tell me favourites in rugby league.
Yeah, well, you're, you're the best in the business, mate. I love the insight and keep up the great work with our, our great mate Scotty Sattler and also Spud Carroll. Joel Kane, thanks for your time. Have a great day, guys.